0: All right, welcome to part two of my podcast with Josh McDonald. We are all over the place. We figure out the the rest of our teams. We figure out every position we want. We have our backup players. And if you like baseball or baseball stats, then you should go ahead and give the rest of this podcast a listen. And at times it's quite funny. There's a little bit of profanity in there too, which I forgot about until I I gave it another listen here about an hour or two ago. So not too bad.
1: All right, so who do you got for your? I guess the number two outfielder. Um, I so i for me it's center field, and uh, I've got Willie Mays. Willie Mays, and I'll take him as my number two outfielder too. Willie Mays
0: is my backup outfielder behind. I, I take Ruth first because of his supreme batting average. Well, I thought you picked
1: DiMaggio first for well, your. Well,
0: DiMaggio's my my fielder.
1: Right. Okay, okay, hold outfielder. on. So you, can't, you can't be making up all. Who's your number one outfielder? Is it DiMaggio or DiMaggio is it Ruth DiMaggio would be
0: my number one outfielder.
1: And then number two, you're going to go Willie Mays over Babe Ruth. Well, number two, I would go Cobb. Number two, you're going Cobb. Okay, that's what we're talking about. This, okay. Your second best outfielder. So Cobb is my, it will be my second best. And I'll definitely take Willie Mays over, over Cobb. Time. All right. Guy didn't even have his hands together when he batted.
0: Oh, that's the reason why it hit so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, and why don't they do it now? And he was smart. See, what he'd do at Tiger Stadium in Detroit? Mm-hmm. He'd have the, the groundskeeper water the lawn inside, uh, so he cheated. inside the infield. So he cheated. Oh, your, your guy, you just got done with the guy. Did he
1: deflate the baseballs, too, if Which, that's even possible? Well,
0: your guy just Which did. Which is not. You, bonds? I mean, what the hell did he do? I mean, he, he took performance hands and drugs. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> well, allegedly, Ty, Ty Cobb had the groundskeeper water the lawn. So when he bunted... The ball wouldn't bounce. It would just stay in <laughs> a puddle. Staying staying the puddle. He get the first breath. base. That's just smart, man. Man, Ty Cobb was the dirtiest player. That's that's who you want on your team. I'm a Raider fan. Malcontents, castoffs, Castos, fuck ups. That's the ones you want on your team. Ty, Ty
1: Cobb. Now, what years did Ty Cobb play? He played in. He, he played in the dead ball era. Which he was played, harder. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we're talking. His first year was in. Wasn't it even it was, I think it was
0: in seventy seven. He played from seven to like twenty eight or something like that. Like seven 20.
1: to twenty eight. Well, at least he made it into
0: the twenties. Three sixty seven lifetime average in the Doug Ball era.
1: Yeah. Well, he also said that uh, I go back to it that Walter Johnson was the fastest guy that he hit against, and Walter Johnson was probably throwing an eighty eight mile an hour fastball at him. Well, now let me tell you something. You put me up against Walter Johnson and give me a watered down field, I might get a bunt down too. On eighty eight
0: mile an hour fastball. An I, mile I, mile I hour doubt film. that. <laughs>
1: I doubt that. Let's go down and get an eighty-eight. I could get, a, I could get a bunt down on an eighty-eight oh, yeah, for if sure. He's, if he's throwing a badminton, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You throw it a hundred though. You throw it a hundred. There's no chance. No, oh, no. There's no chance.
0: Not, not for you or me. No. <laughs> for anybody, fact, That we would know. scare me. Oh yeah. For a ball to me that hard? hundred miles an hour. I wouldn't even get in the, ba- in the in the
1: batting box. <laughs> could you imagine if it fouled off the bunt, you know, and hit you in the face or something? Oh my god. <laughs> All right, so this is I have a controversial pick for my third outfielder, which is really my right fielder. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that I'm snubbing with this pick. Now, if I had to pick one, two, three outfielders, I'd go Barry Bonds, Willie Mays, and then I'd follow that up with Mickey Mantle. But I took Mickey Mantle off my list because I picked a right fielder, and the right fielder that I picked was Roberto Clemente. Okay. Now Roberto Clemente. He was, uh, he was an MVP, 12 gold gloves, 15-time all-star. He, uh, he won the World Series twice, 317 lifetime batting average. Now, he's historically a, a bad ball hitter, so he only had a 359 on-base percentage. But he's one of these guys at 3,000 hits. I mean, just a, he's a fantastic player. and it, Probably the best defensive right fielder of all time. He had a legendary arm. Right. Uh, he was the first Latin American and Caribbean player to be enshrined in the uh, Hall of Fame, and he actually this is this is also interesting. Also, the
0: first one dying in a plane crash. That,
1: that's right. Well, he's involved in a, in a lot of charity work in Latin America. Yeah, yeah. And he was always active during the off season. Nicaraguan. And he died. Yeah, he died in a plane crash while in route to deliver uh, to was it earthquake goods or yeah. earthquake to uh, goods for, from for an earthquake. Yeah.
0: Well, he was a fantastic player, but everybody I have in my honor honorable mention list he's got the lowest on-base percentage his on-base percentage is lower than kirby puckett kirby puckett was known as a great ball player
1: that's right that's right no he's you see this is this is a tough one though because i picked him as a right fielder now there's a couple other guys i wish i had written down my honorable mentions for this i didn't but there was a couple other guys that that may may definitely had a better bat but there was nobody that played played right field like Roberto Clemente did, and there's something about like a right fielder with a powerful arm that just hucks it into third base and gets somebody out. I remember Yaziel Puig would do that. He's Yaziel Puig's probably the only guy that's still a bad ball hitter in the league. I mean, they really don't have those guys anymore. And I would bet that if Roberto Clemente played in today's league, he wouldn't be such a bad ball hitter. That's something. That's something from the from the past, and his, his on base percentage would have been higher.
0: Well, if I had to play my outfield, I would, I would stick Dimaggio in the center. Of the guys I picked, I would have to put Dimaggio in the center. Now
1: I got Willie Mays the center.
0: I would have to put uh, Cobb at left, but I'd have to put Ruth in right because he was a pitcher. They say he had a strong arm. They see, yeah. I mean, I, I respect it for a fat but... man to have, to have to have stolen one hundred thirty two bases in a, in an era where they, you know, they tried to they played more small ball those days, even though he had so many home runs. Right. That's not bad for a fat man.
1: So you got Ty Cobb leading off then, right? He's leading off in your lineup.
0: Uh,
1: right. Who do you got hitting second? Dimaggio. You got Dimaggio hitting second, and then Ruth. Ruth. (laughs) See, I got uh, Joe Morgan, Willie Mays, and Barry Bonds. That's my that's my one, two, three.
0: That's not bad. We have Ozzie Smith.
1: Oh, he's, he's in the he's, 8 spot. He's, <laughs> he's 8 spot. I almost had uh, my done. pitcher yeah, go in front of him. By done. the way, let's let's go to pitchers real quick before well, we, we we gotta cover the infield. We haven't done catchers yet. Oh, we haven't done catchers. I'm sorry. Okay, who do you got? You go ahead and go first on on catchers. Oh god, this was tough. That was way tough. I had my list. I bought my list down to five. Who'd you get? Who who are your five? Barra. Okay. Bench. Yep. Pudge. Mm-hmm. Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Campanella. Okay, so who did you pick out of those five? I would agree with those five, absolutely. Well, there's
0: there was a fifth one I almost picked. His name was Bill. Oh, were those four that that you named off? Yeah, and there was a fifth
1: one named Bill Dickey. Bill Dickey, I'm not familiar with. Was a
0: catcher for the Yankees when Ruth was playing with him Okay, I didn't pick him. Okay, but he hit. He had a higher batting average
1: and a higher on base. I'm sure that they and did. A See, higher, that's the thing. Is those guys always had a higher batting average and a higher Not um, well, base. I mean, they also, but, the, but the pitching eras are also
0: lower in those days. They they completed more games.
1: People hit 400 back in those days. It wasn't it wasn't a thing like like it is today. Do like you think, now you just don't hit 400 because you can't hit the ball 40% of the time. It's almost physically impossible back in those days. I mean, how many times did Ty Cobb hit 400? Oh, at least 3. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was something that happened every well, now and then. Now it's more like, you know, you hit 375. And I, I mean, I, I don't even know if he, if, who's the last guy to hit 375? 350.
0: Well, uh, which McCall we'll hit 390 back in like
1: 83 or something like that. 83, uh, though. I mean, you got to go pretty far back to get to Tony three, Gwynn
0: hitting 350s, 360s, 370s. Yeah, I would frequently. say
1: somewhere around that 350 to 375 range is the new 400. So you could, you know, if you want to adjust his batting average down. Based off of that, I mean, you could knock off
0: well, I can't 40 say,
1: points at least off of his batting average if he was I can't say I disagree today. with you,
0: but in the 20s, we'll just use the 20s and 30s and 40s for baseball, mm-hmm. for sports. Football pretty much did not exist. It was, no one went out really for football.
1: Right, right.
0: Nobody went out really for golf. I agree, yes. Basketball was still in diapers. Right. I mean, when everybody went out for two sports, mainly one because the team game is baseball, and this resistance second would be boxing. We want that many boxers because it's a one-on-one
1: sport. And who wants to get hit for a living? I right. mean that's, So it's there, a whole I different thing. I think there
0: was more competition in American p- kids growing up to play baseball than anything else. So I think the, they, they, the baseball players that we America produced in the 20s and 30s were the best of athletes that we had outside of
1: now, the blacks because they weren't allowed to play in the major leagues. Right. But that is a big, that is a that, big thing. That is a huge thing. Yes. But the way that I the way that I look at it is that, and I thought about this. But what what is a talent pool that you have to get from? And I looked at it today, and well, now you got not only do you have African American players, but you've got Japanese, you've got Korean players. It's international. It's international, right? So there's a big pool. But I wouldn't say that that was as big as the pool in the 1950s and 60s, because all of the kids that grew up watching their heroes in the 20s and 30s. They wanted to be ball players in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. So when you, I think that's the era where you have the largest pool of talent. And and another thing is, is that in the 20s and 30s, when when you you were a kid in the you know the, the early 1900s and the teens, so there people weren't as as well off. So you had a lot less time to play sports in those days. Whereas in the in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. You've got a vibrant American economy. There's plenty of people able you to... You did, but at the turn of the century, I think human beings were a lot tougher. Yeah, they were probably a lot
0: tougher, but I mean, everybody had I to mean, suffer a Right, line. but that they would play a baseball game on the asphalt if they could. Yeah, they and would. And make money. That's how if tough... If they had it was, asphalt. If times were tough, or concrete, or whatever, on a paved road. Right. they had paved roads. Absolutely. Stick ball, man, come on. So, uh, I think something could be said for that. Um, 50s and 60s, I... I can't say i can't i can't agree with you 100%. I agree with you maybe halfway. I can't agree with you 100% because you, by then football was starting to overcome baseball. College football.
1: Maybe and, college football. Well, 58,
0: 1958
1: the championship game between Baltimore Colts and New York Giants changed everything. Well, co- college yeah, but i mean that's that's in 58. So those are the kids from 58 that would later play what? And the, they were the kids of the star, of the, they there was late a, 70s that's that's early, early 80s.
0: That's a generation. From the thirties, the kids from the, the children of the players from the twenties and thirties mm-hmm. and forties, early forties, I think by fifty-eight they're looking. Oh, we have other options. It's like soccer
1: now. I Why? agree. I agree with that. But I think I think there are so many people that are able to play now because because of the economic conditions that you've got a much. In my opinion, and this is just an opinion. This isn't this isn't based off of any real numbers and facts. It's just me throwing stuff out there. It's, I, I think your biggest, your, your largest talent pool was picking players out of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. That's when you had the, the most competition for, for, for baseball. That's, that's my opinion. Well, it's
0: like soccer now. What is soccer like? Our sixth sport? We, and when, we go, when the United States goes to the World Cup, we're basically in the Special Olympics category. Right. It's, <laughs> it's not, true. It's not that we have worse athletes than the Italians, the Brazilians, the Argentinians, and the Germans. Because mm-hmm. we destroy them in the Olympics all the time. Always have. When we play them in soccer, we're in the Special Olympics category. Well, we don't it's have the fe- culture here. Well, baseball, football, basketball, hell, boxing, track, uh, ultimate fighting, those are all more popular venues than, 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 than soccer.
1: Yeah, but was, was anything more popular than baseball in the 1950s? No. Football was coming, though. It was coming up. It was a lot more. It was Baseball
0: had more competition from other sports in the 50s than it did in the 20s or 30s or 40s. I agree with that. I agree with that. So I think it kind of goes both ways. It just kind of depends on on your on your uh, whatever theory you have. I mean when the when the Colts played the Giants in the 58 championship game and Johnny Nitus displayed the two how to how to run the 2-minute warning to come to the 2-minute drill. The 2-minute drill. And it was nationally televised in Yankee Stadium by the way. That changed everything. And then that set the tone for Lombardi's Packers. And coincidentally, Lombardi became a coach in 58 for, for the Packers. Hey,
1: and, the, and all the kids during that time are, uh, are, are motivated by what they saw on TV. And therefore, 20 years after, the, after that, 1978 and on, you start to see a lot of those players come around. Probably a little earlier than that, maybe 75. Right. Where you start to see these new players that are coming out that, in football, that maybe would have played baseball in, in an older period but I just don't think that I don't I, I just don't see the talent pool being that much smaller by the 50s 60s than uh and and early 70s at least than it was in the 20s and 30s I think they're probably I think it's probably bigger the talent pool that's my argument but anyway wait hold on before we go into that anymore let me just give you my pick for for catcher okay real quick and not bench nope I got Roy Campanella oh God
0: damn it I almost picked Roy <laughs> who did you pick? Johnny Bench? No, I picked Yogi Berra. Oh,
1: you picked Yogi Now, Yogi Berra was my number three, two. He had three MVPs. All right. And he played on the same team as Manuel DiMaggio. Well, guess who else had three MVPs? Johnny Bench. Roy Campanella. Roy Campanella was MVP. I have it down here that he was MVP in 51, 53, and 55. I mean, you can look that up. Maybe, maybe I got was. that wrong. I don't think he was MVP that many times. Boy, but if you know, I have that right, man, boy, that kills that argument yeah, for me. It does. <laughs> Nifty
0: for Josh.
1: Yeah, it says, Yogi Berra is the only other catcher to get three MVPs. I wrote that in my notes.
0: Okay, you're probably right, but i got to look it up just to make
1: sure. And he also played several seasons in the Negro Leagues.
0: Yes, he did. He just liked Robinson, he lost a lot of years off his career. Right, right. Plus, he got in a goddamn car accident with Mitt left and paralyzed from the, basically the shoulders down. Mm-hmm. So he lost a lot of years off his twilight.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he was still, was he 35 when it happened? He was MVP three times. Yeah, that's right. Only got one World Series championship, though. But he's an eight-time All-Star from 49 to 56. Uh, And there's something else. He has the highest, and correct me
0: if I'm wrong, or if some listeners want to correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I read this years ago. Something that could have changed with with some modern players. Uh If you're on first or second base and you're trying to steal on Campanella, he had the highest percentage of throwing you out. Did he? I
1: yes. didn't know
0: that. Higher than Bear, higher than Bench. Wow. No Pudge,
1: I want to take Pudge, too. Pudge is a
0: great ball player. And it's nice
1: to have a modern player on there. You know, the only modern player I had was Barry Bonds. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm talking real modern. Real modern. Well, I only one
0: I had was Jeter. But, you know, Johnny Bench uh, had an 817 on-base, on, on base, or OPS, on-base plus slugging. Right. Rodriguez only had a 798. Really? Right. 798, though? I mean, that's... That's not... I mean, that's good. But Campanella? Yeah, but... It's, uh, Look at Campanella's uh, OPS. O- 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 o-
1: 860. 860, but on Pudge... That's higher than Barra. How long did Pudge play? Didn't Pudge play till he was pretty old? Yeah, he played till like 75. I mean, he was
0: almost in a nursing home when he got out.
1: So, all right, I've got... Yeah, I've got Roy Campanella on there and i yeah i don't see how i don't see a better better guy than him i mean he was he's, he's definitely the quintessential dodgers catcher so i've got i i just i have him up there as as my top guy and then i love i love who he's catching too which we're going to get into next because it is it is uh you know he picked another dodger well, it. of course I picked another Dodger for a pitcher. I mean, I I couldn't even I, stop myself. I picked myself. Koufax, too. I mean, you you
0: picked Koufax, too? My pitching, I picked the, the best pitchers I could find. The three best pitchers I could find. Not in any order, though. Koufax, Bob Gibson, Greg Maddox, and Madison Bumgarner. You picked Madison? What Madison did in those three World Series titles? I mean, he was a one-man wrecking crew. He was. He was. could out hit anybody, in except for Posey, he could yeah. out hit anybody in the lineup, and out pitch him too.
1: Yeah, he, he, he
0: was saving games.
1: He had like a, a, a Tom Brady moment. We'll put it, we'll put it well, there. Had, I mean, I, he only had three. He only had three, but I mean, he did. I guess, I guess Joe Montana too. ER, he did too.
0: His ERA in the postseason is
1: point two five. Say that again? His ERA and his wins are like 0.25. Oh my God. Well, that in his wins. So he right. we had. Well, how many losses did he have? I don't know. I don't know. Not very many. Not very many. I mean, he many. looked like an oil derrick with legs. So Koufax had a 0.95 ERA in the postseason. Oh, he was
0: awesome. But I mean, I, you can't. I, how, how do you leave Bumgarner off? And if you want a reliever, I mean, hell. Rivera.
1: Oh, yeah, Rivera. So you got to have Mario. Rivera. I was going to pick a reliever. I was like, oh, I should go over relievers. And I was like, <laughs> you're picking Rivera. I mean, there's no discussion.
0: And Maddox, Greg Maddox, just kind of quietly did his job. Always
1: had a really good ERA. Always won. First ball at Hall of Famer. Well, yeah, but you know, the thing about Maddox too is he's one of these guys that was able to change. Mm-hmm. And he's a pretty powerful pitcher when he came out. I, I don't think he threw the ball, you know, 100 miles an hour or anything like that. In fact, I know he didn't. But he got he got pretty slow in his older age, and he he had some great late years. And I think he had 300 wins too, didn't he? No, oh, yeah, absolutely. So I had, I had a little. I had Sandy Koufax. You know, I was thinking about Clayton Kershaw. And uh, Bob Gibson. And I think i even looked at Cy Young for a little bit, just because, I think just because the awards named after him. Yeah, yeah. Well, the awards named after him. Plus, he pitched for so long, right? And Tommy John was another guy that uh, Tommy John. Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver. I mean, These are all great guys. The reason that I picked Sandy Koufax was because of the, uh, the run he had from 63 to 66. And, and because he played for the Dodgers. Okay, so if I'll give you played for I'll the Giants, you, a,
0: you wouldn't have picked yeah. him. <laughs> Just like you're not picking bumper. I picked
1: Barry Bonds, man. I picked Barry Bonds. Well, I used to sit for, out in right field. with the Pirates. And we used to yell at Barry Bonds. Because uh, I have his left field, but he'd play right field sometimes, and I had a couple buddies, and we'd all yell at him. And I mean, the whole, by the time that we were done, you know, was getting towards the late innings, everybody that was sitting next to us, was yelling at him. I mean he's universally hated as uh, from Dodger fans and I still picked him on there. So I don't wanna I don't wanna say that bias had anything to play with Sandy Koufax. You don't need to justify Sandy Koufax.
0: No, you don't. And he and, and he went out when he was on top.
1: Yeah he did. He did. I don't know if he could have pitched much longer though, They least to shoot him up with so much cortisone. So I don't even know how he pitched as much as he did. Bob Gibson though, I would have Bob Gibson on my rotation in the rotation, right? Kofax. But I'm picking just one pitcher. I'm saying Sandy Koufax. Just one pitcher for one, one team. That's what you got. One pitcher. Well, that's one that's game. the reason why I have my Yogi. team versus your team. Okay, that's the reason why I picked Yogi Berra over Roy Campanella
0: because Roy Campanella hit two thirty four in the postseason, and Yogi Berra hit .275, a lot more home runs.
1: There you go. And they there both played. They played head to head a lot. And postseason's got to be part of it. Postseason right. stats have so to be I, in there. So
0: I'll take. I'll give Berra the nod over Campanella on that.
1: Well, well, Campanella only played one World Series, so... Oh, he played more than that? Oh, no, he did. You're right. They only won one World Series. What yeah, they thinking? played the Yankees like 15 times. Yeah, right. yeah, never mind, never mind. Bad. I'm glad the, the uh, audience didn't need to uh, go in the comments section and correct me on that one. Yeah, wait till this is on YouTube, all the comments. <laughs> Fuck you! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> know. Bullshit. It's not like <coughs> we do this for a living, so... Oh, no. Who knows what people will say about whatever the stupid decisions so we what's, made. So what's your lineup? Okay, so my lineup is, uh, I got Joe Morgan leading off, then Willie Mays. I got my 3-4-5 is Bonds, Musial, Schmidt, and then uh, Roberto Clemente, Campanella, and Ozzie Smith. I got Cobb leading
0: off with his bunny into the puddle next to the pitcher's Mm mound.
1: And I got DiMaggio,
0: (laughs) with he's going to hit in his 57th straight game. Ruth hitting third, Jimmy Fox hitting
1: fourth, Schmidt hitting fifth. Yogi Berra, six, and then I got Jeter and uh, Jackie Robinson. Well, your lineup sounds a little tougher than me, but I've got Campanella, in, or not not Campanella, excuse me, I've got uh, Clemente in there, and you could take Clemente out and put in Mickey Mantle, which I would do under the guidelines that you picked. So then I'd have Bonds, Musial, Schmidt, and Mantle. But you know what, if, if I had to take Cobb out, say, that, say we had uh, some sort of asterisk or some rule,
0: we can't have older players. Uh-huh. I would not have a problem with Gwynn being my lead hitter,
1: Tony Gwynn. You would go Tony Gwynn. If just outfielder, you would go Tony Gwynn over Mickey Mayo. Well, in the lineup, he, 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 i put him on first. There's so many
0: great outfielders who, who can hit from Yeah, out. but who are you
1: going to have to take out first base if you put Tony Gwynn? Tony Gwynn does not make the team. Uh, I looked at Tony Gwynn. There's no way he makes the team for me. Not not as t- your top eight position players. I mean, there's no room for Tony just, Gwynn on you. Just for fielding. Your... Huh? You're talking about just for fielding. I'm talking all around. No, no, no. I'm saying all around, too. But I'm saying I'm, I'm going to put in Tony Gwynn over Mickey much. Mantle. I'm not going to replace
0: Mantle in my... In or my... Bonds
1: and Mays? No way. Not over Mays. You'd pick Tony Gwynn over Barry Bonds. Definitely not over Mays. With...
0: Performance-enhancing drugs or not, it'd be hard to take Gwynn over Barry Bonds. Yeah. Even before the... Bon... Right, so I'm saying. Yeah. Or not. But in terms of having a good leadoff hitter on your team, I don't think you can go wrong with Gwen. See, a now I have 38
1: batting average, and what was Gwen's What was his on base percentage? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't have it written down here. 421. His on base percentage was 421. Yes, that's ridiculous. Now, uh, an and idea. that's great as a leadoff hitter, but but you know what? Leadoff hitters these days are being proven to be more and more useless. In the modern game, I mean, the Dodgers don't even really have a leadoff hitter. I mean, they got a guy that comes up and bats first every day, but it it doesn't matter. He's not going out there to steal hundred bases. People don't do that anymore. I mean, it's just shown to be not as valuable as a commodity in the baseball world. As well, it, you're right. Uh, you're right. But we're still
0: we're picking a, a ba- we we're, fi- we're we're fielding a baseball team over the last hundred years.
1: Yeah, we're picking lineups now. Right. And I'm telling you that if you've, got a, if you've got Tony Gwynn batting first because you think he's a good leadoff hitter, I, I got an base. advantage over you. I don't know. He's got an on base percentage of 421. Who's your leadoff hitter? Joe Morgan. What's his on base percentage? Well, he's had, he had a year where he had 466 and eight seasons over 400. But I think it was, what, 391 or something like that? 392 wow. is his on base percentage. That's but he's bad. also going to get me, you know, he's had 268 home runs in his career. I mean, this guy. This guy can hit the ball. How many strikeouts did he have? I'd tell you, make a good leadoff hitter. I don't see DeMaggio. strikeouts. Yep. I thought Dimaggio was my leadoff
0: hitter. He you, had, he struck out 369 times. Mm-hmm. Hit almost 400 home runs and struck out 369 times in his career.
1: That's, that's less ridiculous. Than Cobb. That's ridiculous. That's less than comp. That's less than Williams. It sounds like more old playing, or 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 uh, old player lore. Um, or I don't want to say lore, just. Stats that are off the wall. Video game stats is the best way Gwyn, to put it. Gwynn struck out 434 times. That's not, that's, yeah, that's very little. Right. Jo, yeah, and Joe look at Maggio Mantle.
0: is insane. Mantle, 1,710 strikeouts, man. <laughs>
1: that's
0: a 298 hitter. Now, the only thing I'll give Mantle is he had an OP on base percentage of 482. 482? That was, no, 420. Yeah, 421.
1: 421, that's right. great. That's, and he can hit the ball for power. Right. And he's an excellent outfielder. He, he was good in the clutch. And good in the clutch. He's, he's probably great series. postseason numbers, yes. I assume. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Very. Right. So, I mean, right. so that's our teams. And that's our teams. The only I thing that I My that team I can... is really good. Your team is kind of iffy. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, <really good>. I'm mean, <laughs> yeah, glad so you say, participated, yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate it. Oh... <laughs> uh, Next time we got to have better ground rules. Better ground rules? Yeah. Well, yeah, next yeah. time I have
0: you on the show, we'll uh, have de- definitive ground rules ahead of time. Okay, okay, fair enough. And
1: uh, so, who do you, who's your best player out of all of them? Bonds? Uh, Barry Bonds, yeah.
0: Well, he's from California, so, you know.
1: You like that? Absolutely. <laughs> Barry Bonds didn't even make her squad. I mean that's well, how you. Because, that's well, how you know she, you don't have a good team. You don't have you Barry have Bonds on there. I've always
0: been anti-performance-enhancing drugs. I've always been saying make them legal.
1: Right. I've always
0: thought uh, steroids should be legal, and you always said they're illegal. So I just automatically figured, well, I'm not gonna pick Bonds. You ain't gonna pick them.
1: <laughs> well, I so mean, if you're
0: against steroids, why is he on your team?
1: Well, I am against steroids. I'm for steroids. But. And that's- he, I mean he's the home run leader in seasons and career, and with i mean all of the numbers are ridiculous with Barry Bonds, and he did it in an era which there's no questioning how good the pitchers were and the pitchers were on steroids too, so come on, Kurt Schilling wasn't Kurt Schilling wasn't yeah, yeah, I'm sure he wasn't i'm sure he I'm sure he did nothing. He'd be someone else to have in your postseason as a pitcher. Well, I think he was actually injecting the uh, steroids into his foot. That's why nobody knew about it, and that's why he started bleeding all over the place when he was a oh, yeah.
0: Red Sox. I'll tell you what, though. He was fantastic in the postseason as a pitcher.
1: He was. He was another guy. That was... Didn't he win one with uh, the Diamondbacks? Did yeah. he win? Yeah, with... he beat the hell out of the Yankees. That's right. David Cohn was good in the postseason. Remember him? Who? David?
0: Who? David Cohn? Oh, yeah. I do he remember was... him. Frank Morris? Blackjack? for were... Jack Morris, Frank, uh, for the uh, what's his name? Who was the
1: best? You know what we got to do? All right, let's 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 end it here. Next, one of these days we have to do our best postseason lineup. Our best postseason lineup? That sounds fair. That sounds fair. We'll do. We'll have to do that another time. So, have time. you thought up a name for your team yet? No, I didn't think of a name other than we won. I think that's my team name. Is yeah, we definitely won? Yeah.
0: It's, what's this we shit? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You wanna.
0: Thanks for coming on the show, man.
1: Yeah, it was great. This was a lot of fun. Yeah.